Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D, but not just Luke Owen, D A D. Oh, you're going to love this podcast, listeners. You're going to love this. People consuming this episode on an audio format. Because we're in a new studio. Visually, it looks incredible. Yeah, I think sound-wise, probably exactly the same. We actually might sound a bit better, a bit crisper, mm. perhaps, because we have had some audio problems as of late um your microphone being louder than mine my microphone sometimes it just sounds like i'm over here talking to you when actually really i should be over here talking to you but from a visual aspect oh it's nice isn't it, it feels like it's got so much depth to it like the background is miles away from us what well, it's because it is luke because do you know where the desk used to finish here it really it used to finish here again audio listeners <laughs> here I did, even the video version, I'm seeing, you can't even see my hand. Mm. The, this is where the desk used to finish. Wow. So we have gained two feet of space, just backwards, but also the way the background used to be, used to cut off at the sides. Mm. So we can now quite freely walk out on the sides of the desks as well. And also if you are... You know, if you decide I'm going to go to the YouTube version of this and see how it looks and see the new set, one of the things you may notice right off the bat, less stuff behind us, less actual stuff on the shelves, which I suppose leads to the next question on Davis. Uela stuff. And, and and what will become of the stuff? I haven't quite decided that. Uela stuff. Stuff. A in boxes in the office. Have mm. you seen them? I did see... Yeah, the office is it's quite a state. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because we got new carpet in here and everything. So all of that old stuff is in there, but it's okay. Rosie should be taking it to the bin. And she looked at me, and I was like, but do I offer help here? <laughs> I, I don't want to take stuff down the stairs to the bin. Yeah. And I looked at Pete and Andy. I was like, Pete, Pete and Andy will help you. <laughs> also, I've got a show I need to I've go got to. a show I need to do. I would love <laughs> to help you take all this 
lumbering stuff downstairs. I have to entertain sometimes upwards of 1,500 people in a, on a live show. Well, that she'll say, I've seen the Raw podcast figures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last week's one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week's one, because you had the rumble bump, mm. so uh, the bumple. So Rhonda being on the thumbnail looking bored and disinterested equals ratings, according to our podcast viewership. Yeah, yeah, well, another exciting one today. I'll tell you what I have been excited about, and I haven't been able to shake the feeling, and that is what we got up to Friday afternoon. We haven't had a debrief. We haven't had no. Oh, we haven't. We hosted Eddie Kingston on a show I wasn't even supposed to be on, but I snuck in. Well, so here's what happened is that we, you know, Eddie showed up about sort of 10 minutes before we went live and chatted to Eddie for a little bit and chatted to the AEW representative a little bit, just kind of going through a few things. Cody. Uh, yes, in a disguise, mm. uh, but not Fuego Del Fuego Two. It was a different person. It was his third one. Um, so we were, you know, just chatting with some the AEW going. This is how it's going to work. You know, here's how what the show doing. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. And then he just went, oh, "Where's Ollie though?" And I was like, "Oh, I mean, he, I, yeah, he he gets very nervous around people <laughs> he really likes, and and he gets particularly around sort of famous people and stuff. And he's like, and he said, and I think this is a direct quote, oh, "Where's Ollie?" And I was like, oh, I mean, I can send him a text and see if he wants to pop in and say hello. So I messaged you on Discord, said, Eddie wants to say hello. Mm. But I don't think you were on Discord. You weren't online. So you didn't see the message. So then a couple of minutes passed. And Eddie was like, is he too scared to, to come in here and say hello? And I was like, I'll text him. <laughs> and I just text you saying, Eddie wants to say hello. And then you showed up just before we went live to be like, hi, Eddie. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, and that I, I said all the stuff, you know, all just before. I'd like you, you know, you move me, all that. I'd rehearse that. <laughs> I'd rehearse that the previous week when he was gonna come on, mm -hmm. because I was like, I, you know, I, one of my big regrets in life. I don't have many regrets, but one of saying hello big, to Kevin Kelly. <laughs> that honestly. And not going for a drink with Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah. A media con. Pat Patterson and Kenny McIntosh invited me for a night on the tiles in Manchester. And I said no, mm. because that sounds like just a fever dream of anxiety for me. And we were, you know, we had the media con dance and stuff. So I didn't do it. And I was like, what the? What? Who gets the opportunity to go for dinner and then drinks and then karaoke? with Pat Patterson, and then he died two years after. Not that opportunity was gonna come up again. So I thought, no, I, I should I should get on there and do it. So I properly rehearsed a speech. So that's whenever you ask me anything else on that interview, I, I legit don't have anything else to say. So I hadn't rehearsed anymore. It was awesome having Eddie on there. We got a really nice feedback to the show as well. I hope you all enjoyed it as well. We've had some nice emails about it. Oh, speaking of which, we actually do have emails that how, we can read out. How did you feel afterwards? Felt really good. But I, I mean, also, because I'm the host of the show, like I was there, I was managing the, the chats and looking at the live chat and things like that. Also trying to make sure that we're not pissing off AEW with anything. Because like Eddie kept saying this, he was just like, before we went live, he was like, I think that guy's here to make sure I don't say anything. That I'm not, that's not the case. The guy always is, he's always there. He was there when we did the Ricky Starks mm. one as well. Um, but he was just like, you know, like, oh man, you know, you give me a live mic, then we're always in trouble. Apparently, like something that uh, Tony always says to him, it's just like, you'd be, you can't say that. <laughs> you, got, you got to watch yourself. Which is why I was so curious to ask him about the punk thing, being like, we just told to like, go out there. Anyway, um, so I was doing all of that sort of stuff. 
when we got to about 20 minutes in to the show and I was like, uh-oh, we haven't even done any of the fan questions and I'm looking at this document that's got three and a half pages worth of fan questions. I was like, oh, we, we've only been given half an hour and I feel like this is going to go long. So from I, I, I was in sort of two mindsets. Mm. One, man, I want to go long because Eddie's on fire. Eddie seems really comfortable with it. He's super cool about it and he wants to do more of these and he wants to answer these fan questions. And the other half of me was just like, I don't want to piss off AEW. This is the first one we've had for ages. <laughs> exactly. We never get given interviews. This might be why. <laughs> so I was very much in two mindsets. So I didn't really have a chance to like, I don't know. I don't want to say the word enjoy mm. uh, the show, but I didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel like I could be an active part of it because I had so many other things that I was trying to do at the same time. Have you gone back and re-listened to it? Yes, because I was trying to find the image of you two flexing your guns. Mm -hmm. And because I wanted to find that image and post it up online because Cher Delaware, one of the moderators for uh, Fightful, like there was an image of it and you look, um, that Denise shared and you were looking at him just so lovingly and stuff. <laughs> and she just responded being like, oh, Wally. And so I wanted to find that image of you showing the guns and I couldn't find it. I'm scrolling through and I couldn't find it or anything. And then I found it. Because Eddie Kingston shared the video with that moment. What, did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Eddie Kingston shared a video clip from the podcast, and it's you two flexing your guns at each other. Mm. What um, what did he say in the in the tweet? Was it, hey, here's my best friend <laughs> and me just, just hitting the gym together? Uh, I think he literally just shared it without any comments. <sighs> I mean, he, he doesn't need to say anything more, doesn't he? It, oh, yeah. It, yeah. The clip says everything you need mm. to know, really. Let me just double check. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Lots of plugs for Dynamite. That was actually one of my favourite moments of it. I was like, anything you want to plug? <laughs> How much Dynamite, I guess? <laughs> and on the day of Rampage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't find it, but he did That's share it. Okay. And he was, uh, yeah, I, I, I was a bit sort of, quite starstruck mm, oh my god I think, I think he genuinely does want to come on this show again which i'd be very happy about well now we've got a bit more space for it <laughs> it was it was tough getting Dalton castle and matt taven behind but okay. not anymore oh so much room for eddie um let's get into the main show and then we'll get into some of your emails afterwards thank you uh enjoy this raw i don't know how long this is gonna be might be a very quick one, to be honest. It felt never-ending, <laughs> the episode itself. Because it was, it was longer. I swear, oh, yeah, I suppose. There was no adverts in the first hour, so it was like 20 minutes longer overall. But anyway, here's the show. It's the Winter Olympics, everybody, which means Raw has been bumped from the USA Network. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel. So who cares about putting an effort? I mean, you know, they did go with the whole first hour commercial free. Granted, there was only 18 minutes of wrestling in the first 90 minutes of this show. I didn't think I'd ever watch an episode of Raw and think, man, I wish the adverts were in this. Because <laughs> there's, there's more... Time for them to do stuff that means nothing. Do you know what I want from Raw? More of it. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> anyway, I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. Please press the subscribe button. Leave a comment at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But most of all, thank our sponsor today, Better 
help. Indeed, yes. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P. We had Eddie Kingston on the show on Friday, and he was talking very openly about mental health and getting help from people. If you feel like you do need to speak to people, that's what BetterHelp is is here to do. And if you click, click the link in the video description down below, use our promo code WRESTLE to get 10% off your first month. What BetterHelp does is basically they assess your needs and they match you to a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. And you may be thinking, how, you know, like some of our previous sponsors, like it's UK only, it's US only. This is a worldwide thing. Worldwide? This is worldwide. And, you know, if you are uncomfortable speaking on video phone, you can do it on phone. You can do it by text message and this and the other. It's a really, really great service. We're really thankful to have them as a sponsor. So please do click the link in the video description down below to find out more about BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is that promo code? Wrestle for 10% off your first month. I am incredibly curious how you're going to do sponsor cam for this. Well... I mean, we can talk about this now oh, because... what? So, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if you're listening on the audio realm, uh, as Going In Raw would say, we've got a brand new set, everyone. Oh, yeah. Chat seems to be going very, very nuts for me. Um, uh, Peter's like, new studio's looking fire emoji. Uh, get rid of that doll. Uh, look at you with the tablets. You do, you've hit the big time. <laughs> Not just any tablets. These are iPads. <laughs> Uh, someone said that it's a better rebrand than NXT 2.0. Yeah. But as a result of that, clearly, Laurie is a, a Grinch. He hasn't set up sponsor cam and has hidden away the camera and has taken away all of the stuff that I need to do sponsor mm. cam. So when I come in on Thursday, I will uh, try and reset sponsor cam up. But Laurie is the Grinch <laughs> here who hates everything, including fun. I did ask him. Where's sponsor cam? And he said, you can use it when you get it to work properly. Yeah, and I did have it working <laughs> properly until people started messing around with it. I actually had it working totally mm. grand until people started dicking around with my stuff. Well, should we should we talk about this this episode of Raw? <laughs> um, it wasn't bad. Oh, no. But I've seen bad shows that I enjoyed more. Is that, does that make well, sense? Yeah, no, it does. Like, the problem with this episode of Raw is they didn't try. And so nothing... Like, if you tuned into next week's episode, it would be like, oh, man, what did I miss last week? It's just... You'll probably see a lot of the same things on next week's show leading into Elimination Chamber a few days later. I think next week's show might be good. It's the go-home show for the Chamber. We know Brock's going to be on it. We've got the... RK Broger party. Randy Orton might wear a toga. No? I mean, yeah, it's it's an RK Bro segment. I've enjoyed all the RK Bro segments. I'll probably enjoy that one as well. AJ Styles wrestling Damian Priest for the See, United States title. Saw that this week. Yeah. Well, I think that, that was my problem. A lot of the stuff that was on this episode, stuff like Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory, AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, I felt like it was not just 50-50 booking because Kevin Owens won this week. It wasn't just staying at the same level. I felt like a lot of the repetitive things they did this week actually felt like quite a few steps back. I also feel that the... They're damaging in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, what we're about to do is beat a drum that has been beaten to death and, and WWE don't care. 
in their minds, wins and losses do not matter until they decide that they'd want to protect someone, in which case they do matter. But as a broad spectrum, wins and losses don't matter. So on this show, they pinned the number one contenders to the tag team championships that actually won that shot on this very show. They pinned their United States champion. They pinned half of the people that are entering into the elimination chamber. And it's just like, why? Like, do I, Damian Priest has lost his last four matches on Raw when he like hadn't lost anything for almost an entire year. I feel, which was that's. I think let's call it what it was. It was an accidental unbeaten run because as, <laughs> as soon as they figured out, oh my god, this guy hasn't been beaten. They have done. They have gone out of their way to make him lose. Make him look like a chump getting thrown out by a moss when there were loads of other people in the rumble to get thrown out. Like, Riddick Moss could have been thrown out instead. Well, he had to throw AJ Styles. That's fair. And then being beaten clean this week by AJ Styles. He, he's the US champion. Yeah, and AJ Styles is in the Elimination Chamber. So in one aspect, you'd be like, well, you need to put over AJ mm. because he's going to be going for the WWE Championship in a few weeks' time. But then next week, he's going for the US title as well. So is Damien Priest going to win next week? In which case, AJ Styles is going into the Elimination Chamber on a pinfall loss. It's a DQ. Come on. I, I can tell. I, I mean, I'm surprised this one wasn't a DQ. <laughs> when, I, when I want WWE to do the DQ finishes, that's when they pin the guy clean. There's an easy solution to all of this, though, because I know what some people will say. And I, I know because I see this on Twitter. Well, what would you rather them do? Because, hey, look, AJ Styles got a win on this show. Kevin Owens got a win on this show. Seth Rollins got a win on this show. Dewdrop got a win on this show. So there are like, yeah, you know, you, these are people that you do want to see getting wins and stuff. But it's coming at the expense of Damian Priest, who really could do with getting a win since we haven't had one in three weeks. Liv Morgan, who has been beaten like a drum since the Becky Lynch feud. Um, Austin Theory, who like really does need that sort of boost and stuff. So... The people will be like, well, not everyone can win. You can if you don't book them against each other. Mm -hmm. And you use NXT 2.0. What? Well, like, bring up someone from NXT 2.0. Don't do, like, don't do Bron Breaker or Carmelo Hayes. Don't bring them up to lose. But if you bring up your NXT 2.0 people to lose in competitive matches, the stars then get their wins. Everyone mm -hmm. looks stronger going into their big matches of the pay-per-view. And the NXT talent get put onto TV... And hopefully that might make people watch NXT a little bit, which doesn't happen a lot. I I feel bad for the people already on the main roster that could be being beaten. Surely there's enough people well, there's an Akira, on Raw. You've got Akira Tozawa, R-Truth. Like, you know, Tamina could have been beaten by Dewdrop. Apollo Crews. He's on SmackDown. No, he's, he's he listed Raw? as Raw. Yeah, he came over with Commander Aziz. He, he started a bit of a program with Priest. That's right. uh, yep, he's another one. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Alexander, um, Sheldon Benjamin, Sheldon Benjamin, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Bobby Ro Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not doing anything with. It. He's not going to be back until Mania though. Edge, <laughs> just put out Edge there. Beat him. All I'm, all I'm saying is that like AEW do this perfectly fine. Like they always have their top stars remaining t strong and top guys mm. going into big matches at pay-per-views or premium live events or anything like that. So I don't know why WWE opt not to do that. Because I'm watching this show and I'm like, Austin Theory just got pinned by Kevin Owens. To what end? So Kevin Owens can go backstage and be like, 
I'm sad I'm not going to Texas. And like, so what, you know, what's that? Then Austin Theory just lost going into the Elimination Chamber for the biggest championship that the company has that's not the Universal Championship. I just don't see the logic of constantly being, like having everyone just to be at the same level. Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a problem with WWE that's been long in existence. Mm-hmm. They just... Have you been watching the Olympics? Uh, no. They've got this sport called the biathlon. What do, what two sports do you think make up the biathlon? At the Winter Olympics. At the Winter Olympics. Cross country skiing. Yeah, that. Yeah, one of them. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. What it's ski it's skiing of some sort. Okay, skiing of some sort and uh, curling. Mm, no. Bob, bobsledding. No. Um, biking. No. Um, snowboarding. Shooting. <laughs> so what you are. You're like skiing down a slope to get to a, a rifle range, or, or is the rifle range the starting bit? No, no, you ski, and then you get to the rifle range, but you stop. You've got your rifle on your back already, and then you ski some more. And shit, the, they've <laughs> watched James, amazing. Yeah, they've watched Roger Moore's James Bond, Bond. Yeah, and been like, okay, let's uh, let's make a sport out of this. And at the end, you've got to go off it and throw up your parachute that's got your country's flag on it. So what I'm saying here is Raw didn't stand a chance Not against the ski and shooting sport What? I don't know Because I'd imagine there's probably a lot of people Who are tuning in to watch Resident Alien Oh (laughs) my god (laughs) They'd be like They're catching the end of Raw and be like Well, I've got to watch this again next week Yeah, so this was another part of Raw It was on Did something just move? No, it was me It was my leg against the (sighs) desk Don't worry I thought something was falling down then uh, this was on Sci-Fi, and yeah, they the first hour was commercial free, but was it commercial free, or did they just do a lot of adverts for things already on the channel? So we yeah. got a lot of Resident Alien trailers, yeah, which looks like one of the most forgettable <laughs> premises. I'm I'm almost, I always want to watch it. If it, it looks so yeah, bad. I, it's the sort of thing I would have expected to see up on Netflix, and then you click into it, and it's like, there are 15 seasons of this show. <laughs> Resident Alien. Let's see what the premise is. I mean, do you want to guess what the premise is? Because by the adverts, I, I, it looks like... Yeah, I saw the advert like four times, and I actually cannot remember. He is... Oh, my God, it's in its second se- season. There you go. It's a, mu- a mystery comedy drama TV series... It's based on a comic book. It's got Alan Tudyk in the main role, who is great. After crash landing on Earth, an alien sent to wipe out humanity and takes on the identity of a vacationing pathology physician. He is asked to do an autopsy on the town's doctor who has died in unknown circumstances. He wrestles with the moral dilemma of his secret mission while also dealing with a nine-year-old boy who can see his true appearance, that of the alien. Mm. I'd watch that actually now now I've read it maybe I'm being too harsh ah but here's the here's the rub therein lies the rub good premise not a great trailer because the trailer made me think like this Mm. show looks absolutely bobbins but the premise of it sounds really a lot of things sound really good when you're written on paper communism sounds great written on paper it doesn't (laughs) it works it's in theory what have you why do you keep pushing communism this is the second (laughs) time in like two three weeks where you've just said 
Communism could work. It's because me and Tempest just keep using that Simpsons quote. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look, this this sums it up. I'm more. I'm. I want to talk more about Resident Alien. So, yeah, than Raw. Peeling back the curtain, I think we talked about this before. What happens when we come up with these show titles is Ollie and I watch the show, and then I scroll back through my notes and I pick out here are the big talking points from the show, and then I list them off, and then we basically kind of work out a title built around that. I was just scrolling back through my notes, and I was like. Didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't mm-hmm. matter, didn't matter. Nothing. Uh, who cares about The Miz? No one cares. This, that, and the other. I thought The Miz stuff was good. And then I just thought, well, that's the title of the episode, is that WWE didn't try this week because it's the Olympics are on. They're on a smaller network. They're probably going to get a, not a great rating this week. And therefore, I don't think they tried. There's a theory that this could be the lowest rated Raw of all time. Which would make sense. Mm. And it's nothing, you know, that's not their fault. That's nothing that Raw has done. That is just a case of, yeah, they've had diminishing ratings over the last 15 years, and now they're on a network that isn't USA for a two-week thing. It's, uh, I think the real telling part will be how many viewers bounce back as soon as it's on USA Network. Because mm. maybe two weeks, a lot of people will be like, oh my God. I can watch something else. Why would you want to go back? So, yeah, AEW will likely beat them. I mean, potentially an overall viewership. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. But, it, like, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's like, a silly number. Exactly. Right it's, it's like when um, they got bumped to that uh, different network and they did a really terrible number and everyone was like, oh my God, what a, a terrible yeah. number for them. I was like, yeah, what a time. A crappier network. Well, let's see. Like true or something. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's see what you guys think on the Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over $5. Thank God there are chats. Riot DR said, wait a minute. The show had an entertaining and good opening and closing. The middle was a bit dull and the champion was pinned. That's the NXT 2.0 sandwich. On a side note, did anyone else get Ember Island player vibes from Reggie Dana? Ember Island player. Is this a... Is a... Role-playing game? Oh, no. Hold on. I'll do some Googling. Yeah, do some Googling. Uh, Homestar Fan 13. Genuine question. Where the hell is Apollo Crews? He hasn't been seen since the 17th of January, and it doesn't seem like he's injured. I guess they've given up on him here again. It's from Avatar The Last Airbender. Nerd stuff. Okay. You know what? I watched it. I tried mm. to watch it because Adam loves it, Pete yeah. loves it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it when I was recovering from my... Uh, little cosmetic procedure <laughs> and it was fine mm. sorry if anyone loves it Brent, I, thought, I thought the movie was uh, actually better than the anime Brett whoa Brett M. Hey, mates. Sending love from Boise, Idaho. Big fan of all your content. Bobby Lashley, confirmed babyface, or more like MJF in Long Island. Chad Gable, amazing as always. The academic challenge is one awesome way to stop contender matches from happening. Uh, sorry, I was I was distracted because my uh, other podcast co-host was saying he's going to end me because I called it nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, the academic challenge is one awesome way to stop contender. I don't think you want to do it with everyone, though. No. Like, I think now you've done the three of them. Probably put an end to it there, though. Though I do think this was the best of the three. Really? More than the spelling bee? I thought this was easily the best of the three. Oh, I wow. laughed so much during this. Hey, they've all been fantastic. The scooter race was but it turned into a really good match by the end. Very true, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's completely over-delivered, that feud, as far as I'm concerned. Jack Nichols, Raw was okay this week, 57%. What percentage would you give it? Um, so, Ash and I's, uh, when we do our other podcast, mm. we say that 75% is a solid recommendation. So, 74%. <laughs> You would sol- you would almost solidly recommend this episode. No, because like I think anything below seventy five percent means like nah, I probably wouldn't bother with that. Oh right, okay. I think it's yeah. Well, I gave it forty five. I think I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Josh is listening, and the only thing he hates more than Raw is Jerry Lawler. If you shot Jerry out of a submarine, would that make him a torpedo? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, moderators. Uh. <laughs> Take care, boys. 
Take care, boys. What's your favourite Gunner Scott match? Um, I'm too distracted now. Uh, <laughs> Charles Berg. Gable was doing a Dennis Reynolds impression, and I loved it. Dennis Reynolds is from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was he? I missed that. Tamina and Lita should team up. Nobody meaner than Tamina. Nobody sweeter than Lita. Also for Mania, I'd like to see Rollins versus Lashley versus Chris Eubanks in a triple threat match. Jam that jam. Lots of sweaty men there. Mm, yes, in drip, no less, because mm -hmm. they are dressed very fancily. Because, uh, I mean, Chris Eubanks still wears a monocle. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's a great, great human being. <laughs> um... I, d I didn't pick up on the Dennis Reynolds stuff. I've been watching Always Sunny over the weekend. Well, I mean, I always figured it was, and I, I'm pretty sure that my uh, theory on this was confirmed when he brought up Biodome, is mm. that his character is based on the bully from uh, California Man, or <laughs> Encino Man, as it would be known to our American viewers. Shush! Double L, Liam Leonard. Hey, guys, I'm just going to look at the positives. Love everything RK Bro do. Most of the matches were good and always love seeing leader in segments. Few ideas for the Jalapeno Mercy finisher you suggested last week. Either a heel hook or a Vader bomb or a stink face. Ah, yes. The Jalapeno... A Jalapeno Mercy stink face. I feel like that's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt them. Um, if it's coming yeah. out that way. Yeah, but I suppose you want to, if you're doing the stink face, you want to be eating like jalapenos while you're doing it. Like that's what makes the move, and like that's how you can do the big build up for it. Is oh. you get the jar out, you open it, or oh, give it like the big old comedy sniff, like as all the vinegar hits your nostrils and stuff. Pick out a jalapeno, om nom nom, while you're eating it, while you're rubbing your butt in their face, and you can probably pipe in fart noises over the PA, and the person can look at the big like William Regal comedy cell of it. I think, I just think, you know, self-inflicted damage if you want the jalapeno to go out that do not, way. Do you not just eat jalapenos out the jar? No. Why? Well, should do. It's delicious. Uh, Ket. So glad the Seth and Roman storyline is still progressing. <laughs> <laughs> that DQ finish at the Rumble clearly was just the start of the feud. Really glad WWE didn't drop this story like they do with 90% of their other stories. Hey, it could still pop up on um, SmackDown. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Better help is here to help you. Uh, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional online therapy. Financial aid is available. This is available worldwide to every single one of you. And if you use our promo code WRESTLE, you get 10% off your first month. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely. Mental health and getting better is very, very important to us here at WrestleTalk, and we want you to make sure make sure you are your best self. Taking the words of Eddie Kingston, you know, be your best self. Yeah. Everybody go check them out at least. You know, I'm sure everybody can get quite a lot of benefit from just Absolutely, yeah. taking a an investigative investigative an investigative an investigatory toe dip in the water. Yeah. therapy i just think it, it is something that more people should be open to mm. and one of the great things i think we are sort of progressing as a human race is that we are more open to be talking about this generations previous to us would have just sort of wallowed in mm. this and would have just sort of like internalized everything and would put on the the stone cold face like well i'm fine my father was fine his father was fine so i don't need to do that i think it's particularly and i don't want to generalize it particularly within men that this is a problem but I do think as we are progressing as as people 
and as a human race, that it's not a taboo subject anymore. And I think that's great. I think people like BetterHelp are here to help you. That's H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna admit it. I cried at CM Punk coming back. <gasps> Did you really? I don't think I've ever shared that with, no, with anybody. You, you hid it so well. When he came back on Rampage, yeah, the, the emotions got the better of me and I shed just, just a few tears. So, yeah. Hey, I, I was just brave. You be brave too. Check him out. And just to clarify as well, I don't think the Avatar movie is better than the TV series. I haven't seen either. <laughs> This episode of Raw, let's, let's not speed through it, but let's certainly not dwell. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, we could, we could just we could just say the bits, couldn't we? Yeah, we, we could do. We could literally just do a quick five-minute recap of here's the things that happened, and then end this stream with the rest of the ultra chats. But I think you know that's not what people come to us for. <sighs> no. They come to us for our searing hot takes. Like I thought this was the best of the RK Bro Alpha Academy segments that they've done. I thought this was genuinely brilliant. I think Gable's do not boo education line is the best catchphrase in WWE. <laughs> it pops me every single time. I think his, I oh, thank you, gags and his shush, 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 shush stuff is really, really funny. I love the fact that Otis got the answer right, but he shushed him down and then got it wrong. I thought that Matt Riddle and Randy Orton talking about weed was really, really funny. Matt, like Randy Orton on TV. I think this might be the first time ever that Randy Orton's been on TV being like, by the way, I love weed. Mm -hmm. I think weed is awesome. Because that's just been his personal thing that he does backstage. But here he was like, no, 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 me and Matt Riddle smoke so yeah. much weed together. This was his sort of, yeah, coming out party for that, wasn't it? Hey, I, but he screwed up the line. <laughs> because the line was meant to be, you're not the only one that bakes around here, Riddle. And that's how Randy knew the answer to metric conversion of how many grams there are in an ounce, which apparently is a, a, is a drug thing to do. And instead, Randy said, I'm not the only one who can bake around here. But it was like everybody knew what he was trying to yeah, say. Exactly. I knew what he was trying to say. I don't mind. I'm yeah. having so much fun here anyway. I had such a blast in this segment. And do you know who else did? The crowd had mm. such a fun. The crowd were way more into this than they were a lot of the wrestling on the actual uh, card and stuff. But And that helps because Randy Orton's so massively over at the moment. I think he's the most over person on Raw right Easily now. Easily so. His Out, hot outside tag. Of, outside of Brock Lesnar. His hot tag in the main event was by far the loudest, like most genuine pop on the entire episode. And that's consistent from town to mm -hmm. town as well. That's not just unique to wherever they were, Cincinnati or wherever it was. Like that is, every, no matter where they go, he is always the most over person there. And there's a moment when they got like a, a local sports team question in the like the sports category. Denver and, Broncos. And it was like, you know, who is the best goal scorer for the Denver Broncos? And Randy Orton grabs the microphone and he's like, is it A? No. Is it B? No. Is it C? No. Is it D? Massive pop from the crowd because the crowd are all into their goal scorers and whatnot. And he gave the answer and the crowd erupted for it. I felt for Chad there. The Randy was so obviously asking the audience. <laughs> you think it's like, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Like someone was there, they're going to look... <laughs> to get well, the answer right. No, they didn't. There was no hiding it. They're all, they all telling him what the answer was. He could have... Look. There are two bits that could have made this better. 
just it, but it was very good. I enjoyed it. But there were two bits that I was just like, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. One of them was the that answer. So Randy explicitly stood up and said to the entire crowd, hey, you can help me well, he because knew, it's Denver. He knew the answer. <laughs> well, but, but then it would be funny if he went, oh, is it this one? And the crowd would, you know, say no. And he would obviously be using the crowd, but try and hide it, but not very well. And that would just make Chad more annoyed. So that way. Also, there was a weird octopus question where the, it was like, how many hearts does an octopus have? I know this because that was like the first question on every quiz that you did at the start of lockdown. But Riddle's reasoning for knowing it was because his friend is a marine biologist and we went to somewhere once and we dissected an octopus. I just thought, that's a weird monster helix. Who dissects an octopus? Yeah, it did need to be more sort of pop culture based because they got the, the, the turtles question as well. Like it felt like all of theirs should have been, unless of course you're going to, you were going to use the fact that he did know something super duper smart as a punchline, uh -huh. but they opened with that, so it's not really a punchline then. I think you, because I I wrote a better joke. He, <laughs> <laughs> he starts thinking, well, they've got eight legs. I've got four legs. I mean, four. I've got I've got two arms. I've got two legs. I've only got one heart, so they should have two. And he just like sort of ties himself in this weird amount of. The, so he's like, okay, so if you halve the amount of things i double my so i double the amount of hearts i have and he turns them three hearts so he's he's got there in the wrong way and randy's like no 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 why are you doing that and then kevin patrick says correct you're right yes well done <laughs> anyway it was a really yeah, good segment it was really good. uh it got to the end chad gable well, just before we get can we not can't just skip over the best bit of this which is when there was a question about two people I don't know about, uh, but it was like, who was their father? Which Baldwin is their mm. father? And Randy was just like, I have no idea. And Randy goes, I literally know one Baldwin, and it's Alec. And so he just went with Alec Baldwin. Wrong answer. It goes to Chad Gabe, and he's like, well, he is the star of my favorite movie, Biodome, <laughs> which is no one's favorite movie in the world. It is a dreadful, awful movie with Stephen Baldwin and the weasel. Um, but I love Biodome. It's got faith in one of the soundtracks. So I'm bound to love it. <laughs> and it was like that proper sort of like stoner comedy that was sort of very prevalent in the 90s. And I just love the fact I, just, I popped. I, I literally wrote in my notes here. They referenced Biodome. This is the greatest episode of Raw ever. And Ninja Turtles. I, I, well, I popped more for... I mean, obviously, you, I love the Turtles, got, but I popped more for Biodome because I did not see it coming. A lot for Luke to enjoy. So and, of course, enjoy. Denver's football team, who you're a big fan of. Uh, so this got to the point where Chad was thrown off his game. The buzzer noise was <laughs> getting loud. in his head. <laughs> He was selling it like he was being <laughs> shot. Every time the went off, he felt like he'd been punched. It was really funny. And he could not get the final answer, which was the Shakespeare. Was that the, the final one? Uh, what was no, the it was the metric conversion. They got the Hamlet one wrong. RK Bro stole the point. Metric conversion. Order knows about weed. Yeah. And that's how they got it. He said in an interview, I think it was last week, <laughs> that the reason why his tag team with Riddle is so good is because Riddle gets him the best weed. Like, he gets him, he's like, oh man, he's actually got really good access to my favorite strain. So that's why our <laughs> friendship's really good. So he just stopped caring now. Like, every, the, the weed tax he used to call it, like, that was apparently the backstage thing was 
you know, they're not supposed to do drugs in WWE more. You have sort of like tests for these sorts of things. And if you get caught smoking weed, you have to pay a fine. And apparently like Randy does so well in WWE and also he is just never going to get fired ever because they literally had no choice but to fire him because he failed three tests. And they were like, ah, actually after a while, they're, they're stricken from the record. So you're, you're fine. Reset. You can just reset and you can start again. So he now treats it as weed tax. So he just smokes what he wants, just pays the fine, and that's and that's it. And that's just always been backstage scuttlebutt. Now he's literally in interviews being like, oh, I smoke so much weed in WWE. Honestly, you wouldn't believe. Who would have thought that Riddle would have helped Randy live his best life, his best open life? So Chad freaks out. They've lost. This means RK-Bro will get a title shot. Don't know when, because the chamber, Riddle's in the chamber, so presumably on the road to WrestleMania? Yeah. Or maybe this is a, a WrestleMania feud? Uh, I mean, yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I actually think that the Mania match will be RK-Bro versus Rollins and Owens. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, Street Profits came out right after that. They challenged Alpha Academy to a match. Didn't go very long. Alpha Academy got the win, as they should do. They're the champions. And it was actually quite a nice finish. Uh, Ford did this epic dive over the top rope, took out Otis. But in the ring, Chad had Dawkins in an ankle lock. Dawkins goes to roll him off. Standard counter. But Gable had that scouted and just sat down and trapped him in a pinning combination. Love that. Love that. Really, really good. Made the Street Profits look like absolute chumps, though, because they mm. came out at the start of this segment being like, what dorks you are in the ring getting losing your academic challenge, you bunch of losers. And then they lost. Yeah. Yeah, Street Profits, I thought I wanted them to do something other than feud with Ziggler and Rude, but not if it means losing like this. Uh, Bobby Lashley came out. He's from Denver, Colorado. Not that that'll oh, help him get cheered. That's why he was oh, okay. The crowd did chant for Bobby. Yeah, but they were chanting like... more for Bobby than they were Lesnar. Yeah, but it, this wasn't like MJF homecoming heat. I no, felt like no, it was. No one gets that yeah, in. WWE. I know, I know. MVP did the here is. The Almighty come in and they cheered for him because he said it's from Denver, Colorado. Weirdly for WWE, they lent into the idea that the hometown wants to cheer their hometown boys. And Bobby came out. He didn't rag on the crowd, despite definitely being positioned as the heel against Lesnar. He was, I'm a babyface, which went so far because unfortunately Bobby this was not a good promo it was quite a boring lumbering promo and I think the crowd although they wanted to cheer him just got tired yeah I've got no notes for it mate no uh, Alexa Bliss <sighs> so the, to open the segment they showed a recap of Alexa last week and the segments on uh, are so short they basically they're basically gifts at this point mm. and so they they basically just replayed the exact segment, like the whole segment they showed last week. And then it, you know, cuts to the graphic where it's like Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw next. And Jimmy Smith says, we're going to see Alexa Bliss's journey to Raw, thinking that they're going to go to a commercial break. But there are no commercial breaks in the first yeah. hour. So there's just <laughs> this long pause. And he goes, right now. I thought we had a resident alien clip <laughs> yes. there. I'm sorry, guys. So then it cuts to this third segment. Uh, or this, this Alexa Bliss segment. So if you didn't see the news yesterday, it's what Fightful Selector reporting. They have filmed nine segments, nine therapy segments for this Alexa Bliss return to Raw. Have we not had nine yet? No, because we've actually only seen two of them. What? So What? Yes. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. 
So the first one, the first week, you know, where I had the ending where she screamed and like the camera yeah. was on flicking everything. I think that was one complete segment. The last four weeks of them have actually been the same segment, just chopped up into four different bits, maybe even five different bits. And I think even this week's one was still from that same segment about her handing back the Lily doll. Oh my God. Because at the later on in this show, the therapist goes like, last week you handed me back the doll. And I was like, it wasn't last week, man. It was earlier on in this episode. Mm. So they have, what they've done is they have, this is what Five was like the reporting. They have chopped them up and they are going to might even replay some of them because there isn't like a definite return date for her. So we are getting this probably until Mania. Oh, God. Well, I hope Mr. CJ Lilly is enjoying these. I'm certainly not. What happened? Bliss was give like had to give the Lily doll back. She cried. It was rubbish, to be honest. And then later on, it was like, how are you doing? And Bliss said, yeah, it was fine. Like, I, ch I put my anger inside me despite this person annoying me, this person annoying me, me seeing some kind of demon in the supermarket. I don't care. If, if I mean, to give some form of critical analysis on it, I guess. I guess she is making progress because the demon that she saw was Lily <coughs> and she'd wanted to beat up the person who was Lily. So, or she thought was Lily. So that means that she is almost ready to put Lily behind her. AJ I, Styles. I, 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 don't, I don't care. AJ Styles then took on Damien Priest. Uh, I, when this match was announced, I was like caught between, oh, yay, that's. Sounds like a good match that I don't think I've really seen before. But then also, ah, uh, someone's got to lose. Yeah. Styles is going for the chamber. Priest is the US champion. I thought, well, okay, it's a D it's a DQ. It's a DQ finish. Priest will get too annoyed. Nah. -uh. That character trait did not play into this at all. And while there were some really good moments, because they are both very good wrestlers, the crowd never got into this. And then AJ just beat Damien clean. Yeah. What happened to that whole thing of like Sonya Deville berating him to like get his temper? Like, I mean, how, oh, how yeah. ever, ever since she done that, he has lost all the time. Yeah. So this is no good. Do you think they might take the championship off Damien and put it on AJ next week? I think DQ finish. What happened to the Kevin Owens story? No idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, to be honest, um, if AJ won, cool. If Priest wins, cool. I if, don't think it matters. If it's, AJ it's, a, wins, it's a nothing belt. If AJ wins, that means the US title is in the chamber, which means you could make the chamber for both the WWE title and the US title, which means Brock could win both of those belts and Roman could win the Intercontinental title from Samuel Shinsuke on SmackDown. And you can have... The four top belts in the company, men's belts. Yeah. In one match. Should do, yeah. Nothing's stopping them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then Roman can have them all. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are together backstage. Seth is sad that KO's not in the chamber. Or is he? Is this sort of like fake? Is it a fakeness to him? And Owens said he's going to beat Theory tonight, and when he beats him, he's going to get himself added into the chamber. Which makes sense, like, logic-wise, because he beat Austin Theory also. The Mysterious kept getting taken out of the Survivor Series match because they kept <laughs> losing all the time. Speaking of the Mysterios, Miz TV hosted Dominic and Ray. This was all about Miz being annoyed with Ray for getting the 2K22 cover. Uh, 
Look, look, this is totally fine, I think. This is Miz's level. This is where I want Miz to be. Not feuding with Edge and taking Edge out of something better. So I didn't mind this at all. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There was a cool line in there, and at the end, Dominic stood up, got in Miz's face, and Miz goes, man, you are taller than your dad. Are you sure your dad isn't Eddie? And you'd think the crowd would react, but... No, 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 they didn't at all. I just think that, like, I don't know, I mean, I, I couldn't care. Maurice is still there. And like Maurice. Like Maurice, she's grand and everything. Miz had a good point, which is that, like, baby faces cheat all the time. Like, Eddie Guerrero used to cheat all the time, <laughs> and you all cheered him, but when I do it, you boo me, and, I'm, you, and you're calling me a cheat. And it is one of those moments, though, like, you know, in the following match, when the Mysterios blatantly cheat, and Byron Saxon, they'll be like, turn around, fair play, you know, like, they did cheat, Byron, didn't they? <laughs> like, the Miz is right. Maurice had already tripped Dominic. Ray tripped Miz. Maurice got ejected. Ray didn't. I think it's fine. I think it was a re- For what it was, it was a perfectly booked lower mid-card little filler feud yeah I, and that's exactly what it needs to be i yeah. guess like the, neither of them are doing anything for wrestlemania so may as well fill tv time you gotta fill three hours somehow i like this comment here from mr tomato that says miz is the natalia of the men's division mm. he's come on he's better than, he's better than natty well natty's a much better wrestler yeah true. but cannot speak <laughs> and miz is a much better promo yeah who isn't the most convincing tough guy. But I think, I mean, to Mr. Tomato's point, both just been there forever and have done nothing of note. Well, Miz, not even a year ago, Miz was WWE champion. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Austin Theory shown backstage with Vince McMahon. We didn't see Vince at all apart from that. There was probably some rushes they found <laughs> filmed months ago. Uh, Bianca Belair beat Nikki almost a superhero. Nikki worked over Bianca's leg a bit. It was pretty cool, but it went three minutes. Bianca won. Poor old Nikki ASH. Dana Brooke and Reggie are entering a romantic storyline. But they, well, they've, they, no, they've been in a romantic storyline for months now. Mm. They've been in it since since winter, like since December, because they were doing the Netflix Christmas movie yep. type scenes in parks and whatnot. But like Reggie's protecting Dana from the twenty four seven geeks. And then she's like, oh, my God, you're such a nice guy for protecting me. What's that effect? And then she kisses him on the cheek. And then I'm both like, oh, no. Oh, dear. What are we, oh, what, what does this mean? And then you're like, but we're just friends. So I thought, oh, no, she, is she going to friend zone him? Like, is that the, the story they're going to be doing here? Not that like a friend zone is a terrible thing. It's, it's nice to be friends with people. And then, but I don't think that's the case. I do think that they do have bonus for each other. That they went, they sort of went in after that. Like they were yeah. going to do a full face kiss. Yeah, but that's it's remarkable to not have any romantic chemistry. Like there was the the, the, the it's like watching two mannequins interact, mm. like Attack of the Clones. Like you're watching, yeah. like watching Hayden Christian and Natalie Portman attempt to have chemistry with each other. Sam, with with exactly with dialogue that mm. is as about as terrible as Attack of the Clones was. I have watched every single Netflix Christmas romance movie. <laughs> And they are all better than this. You know, Lindsay Lohan's in one this this December. Is she really? Yeah, she's making it now. Good for her. Yeah, well, that you, that's like Miz should be in lower mid-card <laughs> things. I think this is Lindsay's groove now. And all the credit to her. Credit to her. Kevin Owens beat Austin Theory. Owens was fantastic in this match. Like, even when he was down on the mat, 
he was still chucking up punches. I was like, this is badass babyface, or at least tweener Kevin Owens. Swanton bomb on the outside, Swanton bomb on the inside. Stunner and one. So I was like, well, that was a cracking match. Didn't do anything for theory, though. No, I've written my notes here. Owen wins with a stunner. Perplexing. So that although I enjoyed what was happening, I was left pretty frustrated at the end of this. Um, Randy gave Riddle a pep talk about the main event because he'll be facing Seth. Uh, Riddle was more concentrated on the RK Broger party for next week. Lita came out. She had a promo. I'm so glad to be here. Blah, 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 blah. But Becky came out and I actually thought added a really cool psychological edge to their feud, which is you're my hero. Do you know how unfair it is for me to have to fight you? I thought, I thought it was a really nice way of turning this around. I thought this was rad. Yeah, This yeah. was really, really great. And like, I know everyone's online being like, man, Lita's a terrible promo. And like Becky came out and saved this segment. But the reason why it feels like Becky came out and saved the segment is because Becky had a character. Mm. Becky had a reason yeah. to like, she her words had reason and meaning behind them. Lita literally came out and was just given the script of being like, so thrilled to be here. Love seeing everyone. Like seeing you there in the fifth row. <laughs> uh, WWE this. Love, you know, love. I'm so grateful that they brought me back to this company. I'm so thankful for everything they've done for me. So it's nothing. It means absolutely like you could literally, it's white noise. Mm -hmm. Becky comes out and gives character, motivation, reason. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, you're a person. You're someone I can actually get invested in. She had some great lines in this. You mentioned, you know, like how unfair it is for her. But she almost just like, but you know how it feels to be me and see my hero come into this ring and try and take away the thing that means the mm. most to me. Like, that's a really great line. And she had this awesome moment when she said, without Lita, there might not be a Becky Lynch. But now that there is a Becky Lynch, we don't need Lita. Yeah. That's great. What amazing motivation that is. And that is... Her promo got me into this fuse. Well, I think that the feud's only a week old. So that's two good segments, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, really good. So unsurprisingly very into Lynch and Lita. Uh, Becky beat her up afterwards, but then went back for a little bit more beating up and Lita fired back Twister Fate Moonsault. Way. Uh, Sonia Deville is backstage wearing a sling because of the Ronda Rousey angle. And Have you seen that segment? I haven't. No. It's so bad. <laughs> I was texting Pete being like, what was that main event segment? Um, if you haven't seen it, so what happened was, is Sonia and Flair are in the ring. And Sonia says, I've been informed that uh, Ronda Rousey has already made her decision for mm. who she's going to face at WrestleMania. She's going to face Becky Lynch. And so then Charlotte cuts this promo being like, makes sense that she's picked Becky Lynch um, because, you know, she wants to have the, an appetizer before she comes to make me a little single on these lines, you know, like I'm the real challenge because she's ducking me. She wants to go after Becky Lynch. So I'm going to challenge. Uh, oh, and then Sonya said, because you don't have a challenger for me now, you get to pick your opponent, which was also the stip for the Royal Rumble, which Charlotte didn't win. But anyway, so Charlotte then says, I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. She then cuts this promo on Sasha Banks, setting up a WrestleMania match. Then Ronda Rousey comes out and says, I'm picking Charlotte Flair. Oh, well, got no, you. No, it wasn't a got you thing. Got you good. I don't think it was a got you thing. I think what it was is that they, in character-wise, Sonya and Flair didn't think Ronda Rousey was going to show up. 
So they were trying to make a WrestleMania match before Sonya, before Ronda could actually make a decision. So they lied and oh. said Ronda's made a decision to kind of get around that sort of thing. And then makes sense. Match. Not really. And it was so terrible. Makes Sasha look bad. Makes oh, oh man, makes Sasha look like such a chump. And but you know, credit to her, Ronda smiled this time. Oh, she was actually a baby face, and she looked like she cared because she got told off backstage. Well, Owens came into the the not general manager's office and said, "I beat Theory. Put me in the chamber. I need a I need a path for WrestleMania." And Sonya's like, "I don't think we've even got time for you on a two night WrestleMania." And Owens sort of took this very badly and said, "The people of Texas need me. I need it." It was a weird. Owens' performance was good, but I, I didn't quite understand what was happening because he's a tweener, he's a heel. I, I There was a bit here where I was like, is he making fun of the Shane McMahon stuff? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I mean, the commentary said, because he's a heel, mm. he is 100% Yeah, because the commentary said, it's weird that he's getting cheered over Austin Theory. And you mean you booked heel versus heel? They got a cheer for something. Yeah. Um, and then, like when they were booing him in the main event, they were like, "Yeah, now they they weren't doing this earlier, but they are now booing him." So he is definitely supposed to be a heel. Mm -hmm. I on a, I didn't know WrestleMania was in Texas this year, so I had no idea what he was talking about when he just kept talking about Texas and stuff. I know I was like, "Is is this show in Texas? Mm. I thought the show was somewhere else." And it wasn't until later I was like, "Oh right, it's that, okay. I get what he's on about now." Good performance. But yeah, I'm tag match for Mania, I guess. Liv Morgan took on Dewdrop. They're both in the lady chamber. And I thought this was actually really decent. It went through an ad break, but I sort of saw the, you know, the shrink screen, which they don't have on USA Network. Maybe that's a sci-fi thing. But yeah, Dewdrop and Liv Morgan, I thought, worked really, really well together. Ultimately, though, Dewdrop did beat her clean with a second rope sort of splash which is a bit like, oh, okay, that doesn't make Liv look great. But overall, good. Liv needs a character. Because mm. Liv's whole like, I grew up a WWE fan, and I like... She's like you and me. <laughs> that character sucks and it has to yeah. go. She needs a much better character. But like, yeah, good match. Sucks that Liv had to take a pin. There are other people that you could have beaten. Not just Carmella or Queen's Lena, but they're the tag champs, so I suppose you don't want to be in them too much. There's Tamina, I guess. But this is what I'm talking about with the whole NXT stuff. You've got a whole roster of jobbers that you can bring up to like have competitive matches with and beat and try and make them look good. They get some really good exposure and some good experience under their belts and stuff. It's better than beating your challengers for your main mm -hmm. title. Who do you think is the sixth woman in the chamber? Because it's Liv Morgan, Wonder. it's Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Doudrop, and Nikki. All of who have lost, apart from Rhea and Bianca, I suppose. Everyone else has just lost a lot. Um, and then a mystery sixth person. And this will be the setup. Who faces Bianca? Becky's. Yeah, sorry, who faces Be uh, Be Becky? Uh, Becky Mania. Mania, yeah. Lita? Does Lita get in the chamber at the end? Does a full edge. Trish. <laughs> um, do I don't know. Beth isn't a bad shout. Um, mm. Could be the return of Asuka. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, that, that could set up a hot feud. But I, don't, I, don't. Also, I mean, because if it's Asuka, like, you know, Asuka was handed the belt by Becky when Becky left. So there actually is some storyline. Works out really form. well. I mean, it would suck for Bianca because that's the story they've been telling for Bianca since 
SummerSlam last year. It doesn't need to conclude at Mania. Oh, the biggest show of the year? It doesn't have to be the biggest show that they do. You know, they've got WrestleMania backlash now. That's true, yeah. It's a three-night WrestleMania. And the main event was Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Uh, They had a, you know, Seth Rollins and Riddle. It was pretty good. And then about eight minutes in, Kevin Owens attacks Seth Riddle. Restart as a tag match. Randy Orton came down. And we got a, you know, a fun main event tag match that didn't really mean anything. Seth stomped on Riddle, so, you know, you might as well have just done the singles match and not had to beat both tag members in their sort of format. And Seth walked off as Owens got RKO'd, laughing. Yeah, I guess this sets up, um, like, when they do win the tag belts... It sets up challenges for them at Mania because mm. Rollins and Owens can come and be like, hey, we beat you a few weeks back. And I think that sets us up for a, a title match. So, you know, if it works out that way, grand. In isolation, though, it was like a case of, why would you pin your, your number one contenders that you just crowned on this show? Mm. Yeah, well, that's a show. I mean, overall, like, as we're going through it, there's not, doesn't feel like a 45% show. But goddamn, watching it, made it feel long it's, it felt it felt yeah. really long yeah but i'm plodding it's it's a boring show is raw like it's smackdown is so much worse smackdown's a really really dull show where nothing matters it's such an inconsequential <laughs> show apart from anything that roman reigns or charlotte flair is involved with that feels like you know it was that fightful select report that was like there's there's someone in uh, backstage in w who reported like was talking to sean about this that Outside of four people, nothing else matters in WWE. That is SmackDown in a nutshell. Like it is Brock and Roman matter, Flair and Ronda matter, and nothing else on this matter. Like everything else may as well not be here. And on Raw, I don't even think you have the four people. Mm. I just think across the board, nothing matters. It's still Brock and Roman. <laughs> and Ronda and Sean. Because yeah, even Bobby's there going like, I'm, I'm a madam mm. uh, at Brock. And it's just, it's a boring show. And because it's so long, mm-hmm. it feels longer because you're just not investing in anything. So I'd have probably said two out of five, I guess. Because it's not terrible. It's not a bad show. It's boring. What about, the, do we we do We'd have vote? a poll. Uh, I actually do want to bring this up as well. Uh, this was shared. This was sent to uh, Matthew of Botchamania. You know, there's a lot of people who carry um, video game signs. Yes. Being like, you know, remaster this, bring back this, or something along those lines. And then Matthew shares them on, uh, on his Twitter page. So, you know, it's all fun and games and everything like that, literally games. But then there are some people who just now have to put up opinions that no one actually has because it's the only way you can get spotted. Like this person here who said that Simon quest is better than dracula's curse which is frankly is not true like absolutely no one in their right mind believes that but it's like well every other thing has been said on a sign i've got to put something up there that you know even i don't believe this is the only way mafu will notice me and anyway, what about the, the poll 35 percent average 25 percent poor 30 percent rawful now we've often said with those sort of like the the one and two percent a lot like i think you can Half of it can be attributed to troll votes. But even so, like one out of five being close to average. Mm. We haven't seen that for a while. That is negatively weighted. Yeah. It's really one is. of the the more boring shows they've done this year. Yeah.
let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon, our $25 a month or more backers. Get a shout out on this very show with a wrestling nickname. So thank you, LIW's American muscle, Tyler Gamola. He can last Shun for longer than you in the ring. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Gavin, cash money, Kashiwabara. Liam. Great Scott! Rob, Steiner Recliner. The Baker, Adam Cakebread. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Rue the Day, Ruari O'Brien Kelly. The Knight Rider, Kit. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. And uh, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 8th of February 2022, Hannah A. Baby! Baby! Delightful stuff. Um, speaking of Patreon, mm. you and I, uh, tomorrow are we going to record uh, this week's or this month's pay at Rust Talk Extra? Next next week. Next week? Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. It's well, already booked us in. We are doing No Way Out oh. 2009. I watched the show yesterday. What did you, overall, do you, you want to give any. I love that show. Good, isn't it? I think it's a great show. It has got a terrific bit of Shane McMahon booking in it. That is, I cannot wait to talk about. He's going to fight off Cody. He's going <laughs> to fight off T- Ted DiBiase Jr. He's going to nearly beat Randy Orton because he's a tough guy. Because you didn't see the re- uh, the reports yesterday, I'm going to tell you this one now. Um, did you know Shane only got one pitch of his agreed to for the Rumble? You know, because he's had all like, these disagreements and stuff. Only one of his pitches actually got through, which is that he wanted to outstrike Matt Riddle. That's why in the Rumble he why? outstrikes Matt Riddle. Because <laughs> he's Shane McMahon. Yeah, he's the best wrestler toe to toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we do the arrest these old chats? Let's get into these. There's not many, thankfully. Shian <laughs> uh, Nolan. I really liked Becky's character development here. Great to finally see the aggressive version of Big Time Bex. I get vibes of the HBK versus Jericho build to WrestleMania 19 from her, which was you know, a very, very well-built story. Hope she and Lita have a great match before dropping the belt to Bianca at Mania. Yeah, I think we're going to see Bianca uh, hmm. Becky at Mania. I'm, I'm still pretty confident on that. Plasma Peely. Uh, Morning, Luke and Ollie. I genuinely think I fell asleep during Raw last night. What Miz said was so wild and bold that it made me wonder what would Eddie say if he was alive? What would the the whole Dominic, if whether he's Ray's son? Yeah. He'd probably sign off on it because he was part of that original match. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think they've just dropped that now, haven't they? I was surprised that there is going to be a women's chamber match in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, that t-shirt match. That pro, the the progression is is slowly trudging along. Uh, Charles Turner, member for nine months now. Hello guys, the potential of Goldberg beating Reigns for the title and Lesnar winning the WWE title back scares me. Talk about a doomsday timeline. I'm really confident that Brock is winning the chamber. Yeah, with the US title in. <laughs> <laughs> All the belts. Swain so sour. Hello, gents. Thanks for watching so I don't have to. Haven't watched Raw since before the Thunderdome. That's years. Uh, well, no. It's nine months. Heading to AC tonight for Dynamite tomorrow. Who do you want to debut? My pick is Limitless Keith Lee. Also, wish me slot luck on the slots, Fruit Machine. So, okay, so AC's Atlantic City. Oh, if I could see some sluts too. It's a beeps and buy a joke. Um... Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be Keith Lee. 
That's my. Yeah. That, that's the one I'm. I'm most confident in it being. I love Keith Lee, but Tony Khan did say dream sign, like dream level signing. That for me is a dream level signing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, but I would say, like to say that in interviews, public interviews. I think that could be a bit. Hey, it's Christian. You remember? <laughs> remember when he said it? It's all the fame. Tune signing. in. It's going to be CM Punk. It's Christian. It's Christian. I think uh, TK knows that his audience is this audience. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the audience that do these sorts of shows, that watch these sorts of shows, that are on message boards and things like that. It is not sort of like a casual, wider audience. It is literally just hardcore wrestling fans. And the hardcore wrestling fans will be the people like, oh my God, Keith Lee is one of the greatest. How could, they're on the YouTube comments, how could I corrupt Keith Lee? You know, I do that voice. That's what I said literally on a, a podcast. That's been Adam's whole thing for a couple of months. Exactly. So like it is, I, I, I can 100% it being Keith Lee. And for TK to think that, that is a big deal to wrestling fans. But what about all the Big Bang Theory audience? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't think negative, unless it's Sheldon, I guess, will be the only person that can mm. keep them around. Uh, I, um, I'd love it for it to be Mustafa Ali. It's not going to be, but He's like... not released. Yeah, but TK's got that money, any. <laughs> Just F the legal consequences. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter Mullins, look at what Rosie did. Of course, in reference to this studio. Look at the slick bricks. Look at you boys with your fancy studio and your iPads keeping you on track. Load up the clip from the back end. Big time. Uh, now I'm work. I can do this one. Uh, or, or. I'm an ass man. The Undertaker clip has started getting flagged on old videos. Is it really? So maybe don't play that one. I okay. forgot to tell you. Okay. Uh, now I'm working. I missed the change in the rating system. It's gone over well, Peter. <laughs> Molly, have you considered fractions? <laughs> <laughs> Someone sent me such a long email. I, I, I'm not going to reply to it. And, and they... <laughs> They've done it with like a lot of care and thought and time put into that email, and it's meant to be constructive and nice. I just, I'm just so annoyed at them. <laughs> then you can make pie charts. Only messing. I love the new system. I only hope Raw gives you a zero percent show so that you can have a full range of data. Hashtag stat that stat. Well, I could go back to last year to get some of those. And finally, Wilson Simons. Luke, take that back right now. How dare you think the Avatar movie was better than the anime? Did you see the scene in the movie where five earthbenders could only move a small rock slowly? Unsubscribe. JK, not really though. Love y'all, but come on. <clears throat> some of you really like- Well, then there was an update. Uh, ignore my last chat. <laughs> Because you said you, you yeah. don't care. So it's amazing how like you can say things that are like no one actually believes in. A lot like mm, that thing you just did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Dracula's curse is worse than Simon's quest. Like, you know, no one actually believes that. So I say a lot of those things on show and then people get really mad. I the chat was getting really mad at me for saying that. Mm. Even though I was literally raising my eyebrows to the camera being like, I don't actually mean this. Maybe they, they've got another tab. Maybe they're wordling right now. Hmm. How did, you do, how did you do today? Oh, I was, I was a five, I think. Oh. But I was I I had three of the letters from from the second go. Hmm. But it could have been a number of different things. Yeah. You're just playing uh, luck by that point. Anyway, thank you all so guys, much for guys, 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 come on. Oh, Andrew, hello, guys. Mate. Look, this this is mine. I won this by winning the last series of Wrestle League, and Pete. 
on Saturday said he wasn't going to defend his jam that championship against me. I won this. That's a really mean thing for Pete to do, actually. But he's, he's meant to be a fighting champion. Yeah, a fighting champ. Well, that's what I thought. But he's saying he won't do it. Wait, whoa, 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 you had that belt from Survivor Series until Royal Rumble. How were the champion I've ever seen? How were the live reactions to day one? Oh, they were fantastic, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so much fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. He won the number thirty spot. He got he got that championship shot because of that. Yeah, because you, you worked really hard on those live reactions, Pete. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm not going to be defending my belt at Elimination Chamber. You skip day one. What? I but can just skip a show. It's, it's your fault. You've got to you've got to defend That's a it. nice belt. Yes, it is, and I very much intend on keeping it. You know, not like on the floor in the studio or anything like that. Like around my shoulder, <laughs> like an actual champion. That happened does. one time. Seven. Anyway, I'm not defending my belt. You can do what you want. I don't care what you're going to do. Whatever happens, I'm not defending my belt. Crown an interim champion. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not defending my belt. I'm up to that. That worked. Actually, you know, the AEW interim belt worked really well. I actually think it's one of their best storylines they've yeah. had. Probably since they started. I like how, you know, it's it's still definitely a part of what they're thinking as well. Yeah, right? It's not just been dropped. It wasn't just like a quick thing to... Yeah, it's not just a it's not just a plaster fix, is no, it? No, it was it definitely wasn't a panic move. Mm. It was one hundred percent a great, well thought out plan. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. so you're actually gonna do it? You're actually gonna crown an interim yeah. interim champion? Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. An elimination chamber. All right. Andy, elimination chamber. It's you versus a. Well, I don't know who's it gonna be against. I'll pick someone. I'll pick your your. Uh, your uh, I don't care who it is. I'm gonna win. Well, uh, and be the interim champion. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, this. See this. That's gonna be mine. I mean, you want the? Okay. Sure. Yeah. But they're both gonna be mine one day. But briefly, that's gonna be mine. Okay. Because you sure. won't be in the office with that one. Yep. So I'll have to take that one. Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, well I'll, I'll I'll think about it. I think there's someone I've got in mind to face you. Oh. But we'll 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 think about it. There's someone who's kind of overdue. It's a a championship shot. You, know? you think it's a four life thing? I think it's a four life thing. I think it's we'll hon Honko the murder clown. We'll see. Nepotism. We'll, we'll figure out someone. Anyway. Cheers, guys. I'll see you, right. see, I'll see see you later. later. There's so I'm much. Off different directions. There's what do you so think much space. What do you think of the set? Oh, it's great. It's really right. nice, isn't it? <laughs> Rosie, you... Rosie genuinely did such a good job. It's, it's really cool. Also, yeah, you, you've got to like move it back now. Here? No, no, no. Like, like back this way. It's just it looks it looks really bad on the shot. You gotta have them like to get oh. together. Yeah, like this. <laughs> you guys make me angry. Like this, Pete. I think we got it. That, that's what you meant, right? Nailed. Don't think they're made for that. No, yeah. That's oh no, no, no. Oh, nailed it. Oh. Well done. I'm sure Rosie would be thrilled. Where's this first email I wanted to read out? It's from David, who says, Hi guys, David here. Just wanted to say I've been watching WrestleTalk every day since Ollie was doing it by himself. Also watched No Rolls Bard, PFK, love you all. You're awesome. But, and it is a big old but, 
I'd like to say something to Luke about the thing uh, he has about being how old he's getting. Hmm. Me and my wife are both 32, almost 33. We have five children under the age of 12. Also, Whoa! We also have two dogs. My wife is a key worker and does night shifts in an old people's home, worked throughout the pandemic. They lost half their residence. It was horrific. People dying in their arms, etc. Mate, I know. I watched the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you might have, just in case people didn't hear that at the end of an hour and a half episode we did uh, it was in the intro portion of oh, a previous episode if you haven't listened we got an email in that said that compared watching the royal rumble to being a frontline key worker <laughs> which was a bit of a stretch but we very much enjoyed it um anyway david continues we also have our own flooring company as well as trying to keep the house and cars running smooth and spending all of our spare time with the kids on days without holidays we never ever stop i only get to listen to you guys when driving between customers etc so when I hear Luke talking about the fact he's been married with one child with his cushy office job in London where he's paid to sit around talking about wrestling with his mates all day, playing board games and video games, and he feels old, please, Luke, stop. Love you, man. You're only four years older than me. And trust me when I say that my wife uh, my wife feels truly double your age. Please don't talk about how much of an old man you are. It's not your physical age that matters. It's your life experience and psychological maturity that matters. You keep enjoying your wrestling talk, board games, video games. You're not old. Or maybe this is just me trying to convince myself I'm not old either. Uh, love you, man. P.S. Hope you still have the TMNT Kinder Egg toys I sent you hmm. years ago. I do. They're at my desk. Mm. Yeah, you do. I, I know. Oh, it's the same guy. Mm. Amazing. So, yes, thank you very much for that email, David. When I say, like, and then when I do, like, oh, man, I'm so old, I am doing it very much my a comedy aspect of it. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm 36. Like, I turned 37 this year. I did it in uh, the video I did with Denise yesterday. This was the, the the promo game one? Yeah. I saw a bit of that this morning. I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. What did you make of it? it I, I had no idea what was going on. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Oh, my God, it's half an hour long. I, I've only got five minutes in between mm -hmm. finishing Raw and then writing about Raw. So I just skipped through. And, oh, that was it. You tried to decide rock, paper, scissors <laughs> with a delay, which was... Freaking hilarious. <laughs> That's all I saw. That's yeah, yeah. all I saw. It's a fun game. Uh, so you get given a character, a location, a topic, mm. and then sort of like a requirement that you have to do. So my requirement was I had to list all of the moves that I was going to beat my opponent with in our match. So I basically just did the Jericho yeah. Man of 1004 hold gimmick and, just, and constantly said pile driver. How did you put over you being so old? in that video it's, so because on yesterday's news video um who was it isaiah cassidy tweeted out that you know teasing that's going to be jeff hardy in the match tomorrow it's not going to be jeff hardy in the match tomorrow his it's non legally impossible his non-compete is march 5th which is the day before revolution mm. so you know make of that what you will and i mean let's be honest matt hardy has been saying like hey the hardy boys are reuniting <laughs> like no one no one ever asks him he's just like hey by the way the Hardy Boys get back together. I'm just going to weirdly make Andrade the leader of my <laughs> faction. Don't worry. Nothing oh, nothing, nothing, nothing is happening. Um, but in that tweet, he used the 100 emoji. And I said mm. in the news, I honestly, I don't know what the 100 emoji means. And I feel at this point, it's too late for me to ask. <laughs> um, so what that prompted was a lot of people telling me what it was. But I will say, and I, and I put up the tweet yesterday saying, um, three different people sent me three different explanations of what it was. Mm -hmm. So really, I don't think anyone knows what it means. And then a fourth person got in touch with me with another one. So I was like, well, now it's four different people giving me four different things. What? Well, I saw Denise reply to you 
And I was like, well, no, that that's the consensus one. Yes, it's keeping so, keeping it one hundred. What's what did everybody you know like with Conan? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Disco, and Disco Inferno. Inferno. Your your mate, Disco Inferno. He's a nice guy. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, what what were the other interpretations of the emoji? Uh, it means one hundred percent. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what some of the other ones were now, but someone sent me like a really long one. Apparently it's mm. not that. But, but keeping 100 is the sort of consensus of it. So when I opened the show, I said, well, we went, Denise brought me in to the video. I said, Denise, great to be here. I'm just keeping it 100. <laughs> and she said to me, how do you not know what the keep it, what the 100 emoji means? Because Denise, I'm nearly 40. Yeah, but only just. Well, exactly, but you I tipped over I, the thirty-five I, bit. I, I use that as a joke. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not really nearly forty. But you are. But I, I mean, I am. But like I'm not. I'm not thirty-eight, which would like really be nearly forty. I'm, I turned thirty-seven this year. I just use that as like, like I did it in a, a Christmas list when Andy suggested that I do the released wrestlers video in the style of the pokey rap, and I made the joke on the on the video. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm nearly forty. I'm too old for it. And a lot of people were like, "You were the right eight. Like, you you, would, you just missed it. That's why I think a lot of people thought I was saying I'm too young for it. Mm -hmm. What I meant was like I was just on the wrong side of, of where that was. Um, just gonna have this last email quickly here from Christian Baltimore. He said, "Hello, Rest Talk. Over the weekend, I went to a wrestling meet and greet. Got the chance to see Daniel Garcia, Ember oh, cool. Moon, and two Ooh. of my favorite wrestlers, Jay White and Serena Deeb. Got an autograph from each of them. And because I love Rest Talk so much, I asked if they could sign these autographs with Jam That Jam on it. <laughs> Jay White seemed to have heard Jam That Jam before. All Serena asked was." Was Jam That Jam a catchphrase? So I talked to her about five minutes about WrestleTalk. Not for everyone at the show. Here are the pictures to prove it. <laughs> jam That Jam. There is Christian. What are you talking about? Serena Deeb hasn't seen Jam That Jam. So there's Christian with Serena Deeb there. That's awesome. And it says to Christian, Serena Deeb, Jam That Jam. Jam That Jam. And a picture of her with a sharpshooter on Hikaru Shida. There he is with Jay White. And signature with Jay White that also says... Jam that, jam. jam that, jam that. That's that's good, Christian. I oh, I feel like you're gonna regret that. <laughs> I would not have put the jam that jam on those. Also, Luke, I popped up my sleeves. Why? I don't know. I feel like the new set is making my arms look small. Oh, this is, is terrible. Better? This is terrible news. Where we got 15 seconds to go before we go live. <laughs> you this real... Is that why you kept looking at the monitor? A little bit. I'm just gonna do some press ups. Get a pump on. <laughs> I was talking to Ollie, telling him a story, and I could just see his eyes just always looking up at the monitor. Let's and do I was the like, show. I was like, is he looking at the time? Because the time's there. Uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for on this show. Back tomorrow with the NXT review, and then Thursday, the AEW review. Who is the legal man? Who is the man in the ladder match? It ain't oh. Jeff Hardy. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.